0: Kids mode. So I want to welcome those that are visiting us uh, for the first time. Um, I'm hoping that um, this message will ring true to you, as well as those that have uh, attended our church for years now. So let's get started. Today, we are going to take a journey. Everyone loves a journey. Frodo went on a journey in the Lord of the Rings to throw a ring into a fire pit. Brendan Frazier takes a journey to the center of the earth in 2008. And Dwayne the Rock Johnson thought it would be cool to go to journey, take a journey to the mystery islands in 2012. Much like the journey these characters took, our journey will have intrigue, plot twists, drama, a lesson to be learned, and victory. Unlike the movies, our story is full of truths. So. With all journeys you set out on, you need a GPS. Our journey today is a journey of faith. We will be using Hebrews 11 as our GPS. Please turn to Hebrews 11. I'll be using the message and the NIV. Because we do not have slides, I'm going to give you a moment to get your Bible out. We know we need to take this journey of faith because George Michael in 1987 coined the phrase, I gotta have faith from the album, Faith. So let's begin our journey with defining faith. The NIV says in verse one, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Let's phrase that statement this way. I have confidence that God fill in the blank. What is it that you are confident that God can do? Do you walk around like you are confident? Do you have a faith in God strut about you? Would the Bee Gees write a song for you to walk to? Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying to be arrogant, but be confident in your faith so that someone might say, there's a person of faith. So what does Webster's Have to say, Webster's has 10 ways to define faith, with one entry stating a strong belief in a supernatural power. I think you all would agree this is one time that Webster's has nailed it. You will find that the phrase by faith appears 19 times, and the word faith appears 24 times in Hebrews 11. Many have called Hebrews chapter 11 the faith hall of fame. So when you live by faith, you are a part of the hall of faith also. For those looking for a little Greek, in Greek, the root word from which we get faith is the noun pistis. You can practice that at home. No one's going to listen like in public here. In typical male fashion, when following a GPS, I'm going to pick and choose what turns we are going to take. Trust me, or better yet, have a little faith we will get safely to the end of our journey. I have faith that God spoke to Pastor Jeff and gave him the book of Hebrews to go through for our message topics. You might say, that is nice that I'm preaching on faith, as the world seems to be lacking in faith. What you don't know is Pastor Jeff asked me to preach on Hebrews 11 back on February 2nd. I have faith that God knew what his people needed to hear during this difficult time before it was a difficult time. My goal today is to remind you what God says about faith. And if you are turning on church for the first time today because of what is going on in our country and you are searching for hope, faith in God gives hope. So let's... Our journey of faith. Our first turn is verses 1 through 3. Using the message, Bible, we read 1 and 2. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors. Set them above the crowd. In verse 3, by faith we see the world called into existence by God's word. What we see created by what we don't see. Let's break those verses down. The core fundamental or the, I apologize, the fundamental or the core of existence makes life worth living. That statement alone would should compel you to do everything to increase your operating in faith. The core fact of existence can be applied to many things in our lives that we wouldn't settle for if it was absent. Some would say or question the following. Caffeine, absent from coffee, why? Jelly donuts, without jelly, why? Bread, without gluten, why? monster, muscle cars without, with a four-cylinder. Why would we put a four-cylinder in a um, muscle car? We would accept, we wouldn't accept these things that are lacking, but we seem okay with our walk lacking faith. If not for faith, why push through a difficult time? Why pray? Why seek counsel? Well, without faith equals Hopelessness. As many of you are aware, I manage a pharmacy. Over my years in this industry, I would work under many corporate leaders. Some of them would be difficult, or their job scope would be one that creates chaos. When these chaos makers show up, I would go to God and ask him to be in the middle of everything and be the calming agent. My foundation built on his truth of being there for me when I call upon him, was all I needed. I wasn't using or trying to use God as a get-out-of-jail-free card. I wanted any area that I was lacking in to come to the surface in a constructive way so that I would become a better employee. So I have two questions for you from verse 2. Are you distinguished like your ancestors? Are you setting yourself above the crowd. Second turn is verse 6. And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Just in case you have forgotten what earnestly means, I've got the definition. With sincere and intense conviction. Seriously with sincere and intense convictions. Where's your faith meter at? We're, we are told of rewards for those who earnestly seek him. What a wonderful promise. Let me ask a few more questions. Are you earnestly seeking God to fix your marriage and then Googling the cost of a divorce attorney? Are you earnestly seeking God to fix your addiction? and refusing to dump out your alcohol or flush your weed down the drain? Are you earnestly seeking God to be a better employee and still showing up late to work? Are you earnestly seeking God to help you be a better parent but still can't find time to play a board game but seem to be able to know what your friends are up to on social media? Now take a moment, add up the rewards, God has blessed you with for earnestly seeking him while I tell you a personal story about faith that became a lack of faith it will take a lot of faith for Cindy to ask me to paint the deck again we had a cookout planned at our house and Cindy asked me to paint the deck the deck was in sad shape and we agreed on a color and bought the paint red barn if you're curious So Cindy goes off to work, and our son, Nick, and I get ready to paint the deck. If only I did. I decided that the boards were spaced too far apart, and before painting, I needed to close the gap. In order to do this, I needed to remove all the screws. Easy, right? Nope. I had to remove the banisters because the screw gun and screwdriver couldn't fit under the banister so now I have 16 feet worth of banisters removed now I can start removing the gap that went great not at all all the tightening up of the gap created a need for more boards boards that I don't have so quick trip to the big box store an hour later back on the Painting the Deck project. Guess who comes home? She has just one question for me. Why didn't you just paint the deck? I really didn't need to answer and shouldn't have answered. It is now nighttime and I'm still cutting boards and thinking if I just clinch my jaw, the power tools won't be so loud. Keep in mind that we live in a development And our deck is 14 feet in the air, and we live on top of a hill. Anyone wondering who is operating a circular saw in the middle of the night just had to look up. The deck is not painted, and I go to bed. I painted the deck the next day, and it looked amazing. Happy ending, right? Nope. That night, the dew was heavy, and the paint was washed away. The deck looked worse than before. And if I did what Cindy had faith in me to do, the outcome might have been different. So why did I tell you a time where my bride lost faith in me? To show you that unlike me, our heavenly Father will not disappoint us when we truly put our faith in him. So while listening to my story, did you lose count of the times God has rewarded you for your faith? Our third turn is at verse 7. By faith, Noah built a ship in the middle of dry land. He was warned about something he couldn't see and acted on what he was told. The result, his family was saved. His act of faith drew a sharp line between the evil of the unbelieving world and the righteousness of the believing world. As a result, Noah became intimate with God. Noah had no idea why he needed a boat. He was warned and he had faith to take action. His faith saved his family and not to mention for us animal lovers, what we now call the zoo. What is God warning you about that doesn't make sense? What is your build an ark conversation you are having with God? Your build an ark does not have to be one that ends with the earth being flooded your build an ark faith could be applying for that promotion or job that you think you're not qualified for. Just think about it. Was Noah qualified to build an ark? He was qualified to have faith. Turn number five is verses 17 through 19. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He would have He who had embraced the promise was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. Let's set the scene. Abraham and Isaac set out on a three days journey to make a sacrifice. Now, keep in mind, for some strange reason, our children's Bible leads us to believe that Isaac was a child. Biblical scholars have myth busted this by following Jewish tradition and have concluded that Isaac was about 37, Abraham around 137. So they get to the spot, and Isaac asks, Where's the offering? Abraham knew the backstory. He knows God said through Isaac his offspring would come. Abraham responds with, God will provide. It is not mentioned, but is the real test of faith with Isaac? Did Isaac... trying to creep into the technology so we're going to stop right now and we're going to pray heavenly father we just ask you lord to remove any wrongdoing in our technical side of our our church lord you are a god that wants nothing but good so lord we just ask you to intervene we're going to go in faith knowing that you are removing stand just in case we're uh, rubbing up against something here. Apologize for that interruption. Wish we had some music to play, but they would shut us down. We're going to switch mics because we're not going to let the enemy steal. Alrighty, I think we're on. Pardon me while I remove the clips. Not that you needed a play-by-play, but I've given you one. Alrighty. It is not mentioned, but is the real test of faith with Isaac. Did Isaac know the backstory, the prophecy? I'm sure he had more than just butterflies in his stomach while lying on the altar. I believe Isaac had faith in what he could not see. Faith in the teaching. A 37-year-old man could have resisted and broke free, but faith kept him obedient. If you don't think a 37-year-old man could have not broken free, just think about trying to give medicine to your 2-year-old. They seem to be able to break free. Some more questions for you. Do you think when they finished and returned home, they talked about it. Question like, Hey, Father, remember that time when you almost sacrificed me? I want to know did anyone actually tell Mom? Did Isaac check for sacrifices before heading out again? Questions that just go through my mind, so welcome to my mind. Turn five is in verse 31. By an act of faith, Rahab, the Jericho harlot, welcomed the spies and escaped destruction that came on those who refused to trust God. When you read about Rahab and Joshua 2, you can see she had faith in what she heard. She didn't question it. She didn't doubt it. She knew she wanted her family to be a part of this victory. She had faith that her past was not going to determine her future. She lied to the king knowing if found out it would mean death placing her and her family's lives in the hands of strangers because of the faith in the one that sent them. So why did we take this journey of faith? This, for some, is a journey that no longer requires a GPS. For some, our journey of faith has been filled with wrong turns, faith recalculations, and dead ends. I want to leave you with an encouragement when you start your journey of faith every day, notice I said every day, you can't wake up and say, today I won't have faith. So you need to make sure your tank is full. This happens when you seek the Father's will and then listen and then act. This will help with Matthew seventeen twenty, from the message. Because you are not yet taking God seriously, Jesus said the simple truth Is that you, if you had a mere kernel of faith, a poppy seed, you would tell this mountain, move, and it would move. There's nothing you wouldn't be able to tackle. Now I've made the mistake of thinking I was going to tell the Catskill Mountains to move to Virginia. I don't think God wants me to change the physical landscaping of the earth, because when he made it, he said it was good. I believe. Jesus is telling us to move mountains in our lives and help others move mountains in their lives through prayer. Having bold faith that lives can be changed when we align with his will. Maybe the mountain ranges in your life are too vast and you need faith to move a hill. Maybe your mountain is your finances and through your faith in God and he wanting the best For you reveals a few hills to move. Maybe your faith mountain is moving in the gifts of the spirit in public. Your hill to move is speaking in tongues during your quiet time with God. Perhaps your faith mountain is rebuilding a relationship that by worldly standards is too far gone. Your hill might be just asking for forgiveness. Maybe your faith needs to be that of the woman who merely touched Jesus' robe And was healed. Just got cold chills. They prayed that if uh, God would have his way with this uh, message. Um, So I apologize. I feel like God's talking to me. And I'm just going to roll with it. This woman. responded from hearsay and just knew that all she needed to do was just reach out and she was going to be healed. We have the word. She had hearsay and her faith was that strong. Maybe your faith is that of Daniel and you need the gossiping mouths of the lions at work to be shut Maybe your faith is that of David when facing the giants in your family that you need to bring the great news of salvation to. Not for a time like now. When will it be necessary for us to be bold in our faith and talk to our family when they are probably scared, filled with uncertainty? Now is the time to open up those doors and start talking in a Jesus kind of way, one that is non-threatening, non-condemning. Maybe your faith needs to be like the friends of the paralyzed man who knew they needed to get their friend to Jesus to be healed. Do you have a friend that is trying to help you and you are resisting? Maybe your faith needs to be like Job, where everything is crashing down on you. What is crashing down on you right now? Where have you lost your faith? How's God talking to you? Thank you, Father. This is where my message officially ended prior to being told that we can't gather in person. This is where I would ask for the lights to be dimmed and the worship team to come to the stage And we would enter into a time of ministry with people all around the sanctuary ready to pray for you about increasing your faith. Not all of those things are possible today. We will have a time of ministry. And that's when I'll ask Pastor Chip to come up. So instead, I'm going to speak from my heart. Regardless of how you feel about the current status of our country in regards to the coronavirus, is it hysteria or is it proper response? The effect it is having is real. It is, affecting curr- it is affecting us in two ways. You are either increasing your faith or decreasing your faith. You can't be neutral. Sorry if this hurts because you are feeling a little low in the faith department due to the virus. But how can you increase your faith in these times? Simply read God's word. The Bible is our, in case of an emergency, read this manual. But it doesn't stop there. You need to apply it. You have to talk about faith with your family and what it looks like to you. And then ask them, what does faith look like to you? Go for a walk with your family and talk about God and how he provides for the littlest of creation. If you are by yourself, go for a walk with God and ask him to show you about faith and how to lead those you have influence with that are struggling. If you are concerned about your finances, ask God to help you prepare for famine during the times of bountiful harvest. Turn the news off. If you need your fix, turn on the local news at 6 and get the highlights. They only have an hour to give you the news, the sports, and the virus. Cable news has 24-7 to fill. Has God given you common God has given you common sense. Use his word as a filter. Family, God is an amazing provider. He so desires to walk and talk with you daily as he did with Adam and Eve. I encourage you to walk with him and take your family with you, figuratively and literally. It will not be wasted time. So before I uh, have uh, Pastor Chip come up, I I just want to pray for you. Uh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time that I was able to give your word. I ask that if it has touched someone in a way that they're questioning, that you provide an avenue for their questions to be answered, that they seek out someone that has um, got their best intentions in mind, that they're going to help them focus on what God says the answer to that question is. Lord, we live in a blessed country, and I thank you for that. I thank you that we are able to provide this, this type of, of service in these times where people are scared. So I thank you. I love my
1: church family. Pastor Chip. What an amazing message from Pastor Andre in a time where we definitely, we definitely need that. Let's stay in this kind of moment of prayer, this kind of moment of, of God. I encourage you that wherever you're at right now, whether you're in the living room, whether you're in your pajamas, whether you're weird and you put a whole suit on and you're sitting on your sofa watching church, uh, whatever you're doing, would you just bow your head? We're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come right into your home right where you're at. But let's wait on the Lord for a moment. God, we love you, we honor you. Right where you're at right now in your own home, would you just tell God out loud that you love him? Tell God out, out loud that you honor him? And this time, would you tell God that you need him? we got some prayer requests in, and, and I'm just going to kind of generalize them because they seem to be in the same category. Um, fear, you know, we got a lot about fear anxiety, depression. So I'm going to ask you just to join with me and, and, and let's pray together because our country needs the Lord right now. Our world needs the Lord right now. They've always needed him, but sometimes it takes something to wake them up to that. So let's pray. Father, for every person, God, who is watching this, who is living in fear right now and anxiety and uncertainty. For every person, Lord, who is, who is in their home right now, God's scared, not knowing what's, what's going to happen, Lord. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we join together as a church and we bind the spirit of fear off of our nation, Lord. We bind the spirit of fear off of our families, Lord. We bind the spirit of anxiety and depression in Jesus' name, and we say you have no right. Father, in your name we ask that you would release your Holy Spirit in a measure that we haven't seen all across the earth, Lord. Lord, that supernatural healing would take place. That supernatural revival would take place. God, you are bigger than any disease. You are bigger than any than any economic crisis. You are bigger than any government. Lord, you are the cure. You are the answer. So, Father God, hear your children. Hear your children, God. Hear your children, God. Lord, we ask for wisdom to our leaders. We ask for 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 medical breakthroughs, Father, I feel that it just I'm just going to pray some things I feel the Lord's put into my spirit. Father, for 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 whoever is in their home right now with their spouse, God. Let this be the time where the marriage is repaired, Jesus. The Lord has, has t- is using this time to repair that marriage that you thought could not be repaired. Father, for anyone watching who has some type of, of shoulder discomfort or pain, we ask that that would be healed right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And if you're watching and you say, you know, This has me shaken. This has me confused. This has me scared. This has me, I don't know. Maybe you said I've gone to church in the past. Maybe you're not into the whole organized religion thing. Well, that's good because Jesus isn't either. So I I don't know what it is, where you're at mentally with everything going on. I, I don't know what you believe in, but I know one thing, and I know Jesus is the answer. And I know he's speaking to your heart right now. And I know he's calling you right now. And this is not the time to harden your heart. This is not the time where you have the opportunity to say, I'll come back to it later. I'll repent when it's, when it's better off, when it's a better time for me, when it's a mo-. No, today is the day. Today is the day. Today is the day. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to, you don't have to be clean and good. You don't have to be healthy. You just come to the Lord, and he'll, he'll do it all. For He'll take care of it for you. He's not looking for actors who act perfect. He's looking for authentic people who follow him. So if that's you right now, just ask him. And you can repeat this after me. There's nothing magical about the prayer. Father, I'm a sinner and I'm sorry. I believe your son Jesus died on the cross for me. I believe he rose again. And I accept him as my Savior. Amen. If you pray that prayer right now, your life is dramatically changed. Your eternity is dramatically changed. And I want to pray one more thing over you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, fill every person watching with your spirit, God, with your dunamis power to walk through all of this. In Jesus' name. We thank you so much for watching today. Um, We love you. We miss you. Comment on the video link on Facebook, comment in our in our group. You can comment in the prayer room group. You can comment on the Harmony Vineyard page. Um, we do have some exciting uh, news and some new ways to give, so we're going to go ahead and, and play that video at the very end here. God bless you, and thank you for tuning in.
0: Supporting your local church should be easy and hassle-free, even when you're not at service. No cash, no checkbook, no problem. Meet Tithely. The solution that goes where you go. If you can send a text message, you can give to your church no matter where you are. Simply text GIVE to your church's text-giving number and follow the easy setup instructions. You're done. You'll receive a text and email confirmation of your gift. Save the number, and from now on, just text an amount and hit send. It's that easy. Wallet-free. Super fast. Secure. Text GIVE NOW to your church's giving number and get started today. Text giving with Tithely, the simplest way to give to your local church.